0: It's Wednesday, welcome back to Legally Unfiltered. My name is attorney Richard Sprinkle and I'm here as always with attorney Franz Borghardt. We're here to talk about issues in the news, issues that are making waves and quite frankly, issues that may affect your life. And this is one that just might affect your life. Here we have a new law coming down the pike, and it is stirring up uh, a lot of flack in the state of Colorado. Uh, Colorado has introduced a red flag law, and what folks that don't understand what a red flag law is, that is a law that permits authorities to seize firearms from people that have been deemed a danger to themselves or others. Um, Now, On the one hand, this sounds like a great idea. Since the Parkland, Florida mass shooting back in 2018, at least nine other states have introduced laws like this. Uh, Colorado looks like it's going to be the 10th. But here's the thing. In Colorado... People aren't on board. Over half of the counties in the state are rejecting this law and considering themselves to be Second Amendment sanctuaries. Now, what does that mean? Well, we've heard of sanctuary cities out west, right? San Francisco, where the police will not enforce immigration laws. They simply won't do it. Now here in Colorado, we it makes have, you feel great, right? It does. It makes you feel. It makes you feel really good. Like, hey, we got police that just won't enforce the law. Um, they should. They should take that up at in the parking lots at Tigerland on a Friday night. Oh lord, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not recommending that. I'm really not. Um, but in Colorado, with these Second Amendment sanctuaries, you have sheriffs that are standing up and saying, you know what? I'll go to jail. I'll take a contempt charge. I'm not going to enforce a law when I'm putting. Being put in the position of enforcing a court order or upholding the Constitution of the United States, I'm going to defer to the Constitution. And I got to tell you, I'm kind of on board with these sheriffs for for taking uh, taking that kind of stance, Franz. Well, so so let's get to the core of it. What are they being ordered to do? Well, here's the deal: if someone, it, 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 let me let me back this up. If a family member or a authority member in Colorado wishes to seize the weapons of somebody that they feel is dangerous, they can order an ex parte hearing. Now what's an ex parte hearing, Franz? That's just you and the judge, no opposing
1: side, no due process. just. Just good old-fashioned ex parte communications what, between... What was that?
0: No what now? No Due process. So, in other words, without you even being present to argue against it, somebody can come in and take away a constitutionally protected right of yours. Right. If that doesn't, you know, stick the hairs up on the back of your neck, I don't know what will. So, here's the problem, right? On the one hand, is it
1: the role of law enforcement to say we interpret constitutional rights and we're not going to enforce laws that are bad we like that right we we like the sound of that but is that their role are are they instead sworn to uphold law he took an oath to uh, and look i'm not saying i disagree with you but i'm playing devil's advocate because right. where do you draw that line where do you draw that line where you have good laws that that we're not enforcing say like a medical marijuana kind of situation or a marijuana situation where an officer says, you know what, we're we're decriminalizing this. I found you with a small amount of weed and we're just going to kind of toss it to the side and not arrest you, not give you a summons. Well, that's, that's one way of interpreting it. And that happens. And that happens. But this is a little different, right? This is a sheriff saying, you know what, this is just wrong. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to be responsible or perpetuate wrong. I tend to agree with you, Richard. I I just I'm worried about what happens when you you take an oath of office and you and you raise your hand and you say, "I, I swear to uphold the Constitution and the laws of my state well you're not swearing to interpret those laws so so where does that play out you know and and by the way the way we litigate these these issues is you enforce law that is unconstitutional so that we can challenge the law that's exactly. unconstitutional so what's the afterbirth of this what's the effect of these sheriff's officers or the sheriff not enforcing the law what's happening
0: well right now it's really just created um well for lack of a better word a pissing match in colorado between the between the congressmen or the local state senators and the sheriff's departments so who wins in that pissing match well uh well the citizens (laughs) nobody's really going to win in this one um the 32 counties that are already um already uh, putting up a fight about this. You know, they have their feud going on and whatnot, but there's been threats to take money away from the sheriff's departments. You know, hey, you're not enforcing these laws, so we're going to cut your budgets. Well, that's now, kind of what we did
1: with the DWI Laws, right? With the legal, legal, we're not going to give you this
0: funding. But if that you was, that was not money for highway funding right. that for building roads. That wasn't to take away your ability so, to enforce all the other laws so you're supposed to be doing. So had to think there was going to be a consequence to this though, of right? Of course, but he thought, he thought, he probably thought the consequence would be against him personally, you know, getting a contempt charge. And what? I'm the sheriff. So what? I'm going to go, I'm going to go spend 24 hours in jail and, and grab a thousand more votes so, next time around. So because what we're of having this, is, you know?
1: is, is they're pulling out their jurisdiction and seeing whose is
0: bigger. Yeah. That's what's happening. They're waving their jurisdiction all the, over the place. Right. Yep. I've
1: got a big one. Yep. You've got a big one. Yep. Mine's bigger. I'm not going to do. And look, joking aside, the people do lose when these kind of internal political fights happen where where the individual entity that's meant to enforce laws says, I'm not enforcing laws in the same breath. What do I want? If you're going to seize my my constitutionally protected rights.
0: I want my due process. I
1: want a day in court where yes. I can pose an argument. I can mount a defense. I can call witnesses. I can say, wait a minute. These are my rights, judge. and
0: And, you know. Now in the statutes defense after this ex parte uh, ex parte hearing where your laws or excuse me your rights are stripped away from you without your due process you do get uh, 14 days later you get the opportunity to come back and be reheard to try to get your stuff back Good luck. Mm, Good well, luck. Well, this is
1: going to raise. Well, you know, as the civil rights attorney in the room, along with you, this is going to raise some some potential civil lawsuits. You know, you know, nineteen eighty three action comes to mind. You know, I, I I respect what the sheriff's doing. I I I would rather I would prefer them not make batshit crazy laws.
0: Oh, I, I said that. You I did. would prefer
1: them not to make batshit crazy. I got another one on deck. Speaking
0: of batshit crazy laws. <laughs> loss- OK, full disclaimer. Anybody that doesn't know it, I appreciate firearms. I believe Franz actually appreciates a firearm occasionally. I like pew, pew, pew. That's right. That's right. So this one struck us as just... Oh, what the F, folks? Um, I'm all for states saying you can have weapons, you know, reasonable weapons. I don't want my next door neighbor owning, you know, a a belt-fed Gatling machine gun that can fire, you know, a thousand rounds a second. I, I I, don't think anybody in the public actually really needs one of those, no matter how fun it would be to you fire. Know. You don't know where I've been. You don't, you don't need it. You don't know where I've been. You don't know my journey. I've been places and I don't need one. Well, And, 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 and
1: look, joking <laughs> aside, Richard has actually served for the Marines and is still, as a Marine will tell
0: you, a Marine. So, so, you know tell us a little bit more about this missouri law well missouri um apparently has decided to create a, a law that says not only can you own a gun but you will own a gun and by the way that gun if you are between the ages of 18 and 35 and this is what the law says anybody who is between 18 and 35 years or older will own at least one ar-15 style rifle what
1: is the consequence for not owning this firearm. Is there a you consequence? Know, the article
0: didn't even state it, but I imagine it's some small fine, some some small misdemeanor fine. Um, I, I'm not sure what the enforcement mechanism so, is going to be. So but, let's talk kids about the Second Amendment for a second. Well, now let's do that. But remember what the Second Amendment was you know what people will argue the Second Amendment was all about was creating a stand, you know, a militia to take care of things the standing army couldn't. Um, that's what Missouri is going after. So here's the thing: I enjoy my Second Amendment right to bear
1: arms. Yeah, I bear arms. I have a concealed carry permit under the laws of Louisiana. I own firearms. I possess firearms. I, you know, I've been trained in how to use them. Um, I take continuing education on self defense as a criminal defense attorney. I think about these things. Richard is is. is you can't see it, folks, but he just put his concealed carry firearm on the table of our podcast. podcast. We're the Sprinkle Law Firm. That's <laughs> how the Sprinkle Law Firm rolls. <laughs> what I do like about this is the right to bear, but but by the corollary, you have the right not to. You have the right yeah. to not have to possess or own one. And you know what? It's America. But I like someone who says I don't want to own a firearm,
0: not owning a firearm. Hey, I will tell you. Having been in the Marine Corps, there were people who earned the title Marine that I did not want having a firearm. Right,
1: we don't want, look, because you have the right to possess something, Mm. doesn't mean you have to or should. And so while I like the humor behind this Missouri lawmaker, I don't like mandating that that high-powered assault rifles
0: is it fair to call them high-powered assault rifles? No, it's not. What it's we calling not these? an assault rifle. What are we calling these things? Okay, for starters, it's it's a military-looking weapon. But you know, you can go by military-looking cap guns. And do they still make cap guns? Is that? Am I dating myself too much? Um, Oh, that's right, it's all airsoft now, but uh, if it it were actually an assault rifle, it would be capable of automatic fire, it would have a place to affix a bayonet, there would be a lot of differences between that and what you go to Bass Pro Shops and buy So what's
1: the idea behind this?
0: Oh, the idea is simply that somebody can have a high-capacity magazine, Um, I'm I'm, I'm guessing the reason they want it to be AR-style... (laughs) <laughs> is for the, you know, this is literally so Missouri can can institute its own little militia. Well, what and they, also, want, they want interchangeable What it also accomplishes
1: and, is if certain firearms are outlawed, you now have a state law that is in conflict with possibly a federal law. Possibly. And then we have to play that out. Although we we know that to some degree, the federal law, generally, there's that constitutional concept where federal law trumps state law, unless there's certain things going on. And but
0: unless, unless you're buying and selling weed in Colorado. R- <laughs> r- right, right. 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 So is it
1: Missouri? Ta- is this legislate? Maybe we're maybe we're not giving him enough credit. Maybe he is creating a tactical issue that will get litigated at some point. Now now look, I don't know that this is going to pass. I don't know if it's already flopped. Look, we're in Louisiana. The legislature makes all sorts of crazy laws. It's like that that you know, if if Schoolhouse Rocks, there's that how to make a I'm just a bill. I'm on just a bill. Yeah, yes, there's, I'm the a bill. there's the Simpsons. There's I'm you know there's the Simpsons parody on that. Do you remember that? Where it's it's. Um, I think I did. Yeah, is it, it Simpsons? A long or, time ago. Yeah, but anyways, it's it's you can make all sorts of crazy unconstitutional law as a legislature. I don't know if that's where this is coming from. I don't know if he's he's sly as a fox and he's trying to create some kind of legal conflict. We wanted to talk about it, though.
0: Let's talk about the batshit crazy aspect of it. Why does he specify the type of firearm? There's a lot. If listen, if you're a shooting enthusiast, there are a lot of types of quote unquote, and I'll use the word just so everybody understands what I mean. Assault rifles out there. There's there's the AK variants. There's the Scar variants. There's the the Israeli variants. There's the German variants. I mean, they they go on and on and on.
1: If your scope doesn't cost more than your rifle then you're not modding correctly.
0: That's what I hear. If you can't hit 500 yards away with iron sights, you ain't shooting right. That's well, what I hear. Oh <laughs> Lord. So, back
1: on task. So, these are two examples of weird gun laws issues that are around the country. If you have a state or if you're in a state that has a weird gun law that you want us to talk about, Segueing into to emailing us at legally unfiltered at gmail.com or maybe take a gander at our website at www.legallyunfiltered.com let us know and we'll, we'll give you a shout out and we'll talk about it on our
0: podcast but Missouri and Colorado how about that hey you know Georgia did this years and years ago in Kennesaw Georgia oh yeah it's the law in Kennesaw every house will own a handgun and that was that went out back in the 80s I know it real well because I lived there at the time um, I can assure you that we didn't have a huge crime problem in Kennesaw. It was growing. It was growing. Uh, the natural reason it was growing is it's a suburb far north of the city of Atlanta, but the city of Atlanta was moving forward and, and pushing people farther north. North. And um, once that law got instituted, uh, the crime rate pretty much dropped down to DUIs and speeding. So I would be remiss if I don't include
1: this quasi disclaimer. Um, if you're interested in knowing a firearm, and I say this as a kind, loving criminal defense attorney, former prosecutor, uh, we're both attorneys. Take some education. Please do. Learn a little bit about your, 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 your firearm. Learn what it does, how it works. Um, we advocate for firearm safety. We advocate for, you know, knowing your rights and being responsible with your firearms, um, whether you're mandated to have them by law. Or not, Missouri. Um, But we wanted to talk about these. Look, have a great Wednesday. This is attorney Franz Borchardt. I'm here with attorney Richard Sprinkle. We'll talk to you next time. The views and opinions expressed in Legally Unfiltered do not constitute legal advice. If you would like legal advice on the topics that we've discussed, send us money. That's right. Go ahead and retain us. Do not, kids, try this at home.